Welcome to my podcast, Chatting Up with Dauhi. With this podcast of mine, I want to reach out to people who have made an impact and talk to them about them for a change. Not their careers or achievements, but what it is about them that makes them tick. A casual chat up about how it is like outside of the life we don't get to see. So join me on this new journey and let's have a free-spirited laugh ride together. So let me introduce you to my super pretty guest for today. She left her well-established marketing job to focus and market her own venture with her sister, the Sugarholic Bake Shop. Along with marketing her own product, she's also created a platform where she's collaborated with over 2,000 products in the UAE, all the while based in Canada. All this and a beautiful family today with us is a very happy Sneha, or if you may, happily Sneha. Thank you. Welcome to the podcast, Sneha. How are you today? Thank you so much. I am good. I am rushing around because it's still afternoon here. So we just finished lunch, but I'm good. And it's a long weekend because of Thanksgiving. Yeah, we had to go back and forth to find our time. So how is the Thanksgiving season in Canada? That is something you must be new to, uh, uh, like going out out of UAE. Yeah, it is. It is new and it's very, in fact, uh, there's not a lot happening this year, unfortunately, because of COVID. Okay. But otherwise, uh, people are either pumpkin patches and there's lots, lots of activities, fall activities going on here. Also, so like I was introducing you, you have your own venture, the Sugarholic Bake Shop. And yeah. uh, to be very honest, when I first heard of it, it was a very new concept for me, wherein you ha- you bake cakes with every other ingredient, but the classic ingredients. You have the vegan cakes, you have uh, sugar-free, you have gluten-free, you have dairy-free. I mean, like, so what exactly do you use in those cakes, right? Um, no, so we do our classic cakes as well. It's just that Dubai had, when we started, uh, you know, fresh cream cakes were the norm. People had not really ventured out into any other kind of cakes. People had not really, uh, there was fresh cream and then there was marzipan and, you know, fondant. Fondant, again, was not very well accepted uh, like it is now. So there was definitely a lag in the market for, uh, you know, people who wanted more customized cakes uh, without compromising on quality. Um, So, yeah, I think uh, we just hit it off and we got, I I think at that time we got pretty lucky, uh, my sister and I, that, uh, you know, um, our business model was more customer based. It was not that this is what we have. This is what... uh, you get to choose from. It was more catering to the needs of what the client wants. Yeah. And I think that's where we kind of hit it off that because clients were looking for a more personalized experience. Hmm. Um, so, you know, so it it took off from there, thankfully. Yeah, so, but then how did you identify that market? And how did you identify that there was uh, a we, we didn't. Uh, it, we didn't know that this was the lag in the market. In fact, uh, the whole venture as well was not supposed to be a venture. It was just meant for a bake sale. And that was it. We were not supposed to, uh, you know, kind of become this huge brand that we are today. Mm -hmm. And uh, I mean, we're very thankful to not only our clients, to God, to our family, everyone for the support. Um, And it... Like I said, we didn't know that there was a lag in the market, but as and when we started getting orders and we started kind of understanding what the client's needs were, uh, we understood that, you know, like they say customer is king. It was literally like that, that cater to whatever the customer wanted and, you know, 
you will flourish yeah. so i think that's what uh, kind of happened we we catered to whatever the customers needs were yeah. uh, whatever requests came our way we never said no like if if our forte at that time was just baking cupcakes okay. and uh, i remember my first order that came through and that female said that i want you know mousse in like little cups no and i told her i don't know how to make mousse <laughs> and she's like well if you want the order take it if you don't want the order then i can go somewhere else yeah. so i told her okay i will make it for you mm-hmm. and i experimented with a lot of recipes and then the recipe that i made um, you know actually my mother in law helped me with that first recipe of mine mm-hmm. so it it was a big hit and uh, she loved it and i think that it just was word of mouth you know that these girls are ready to kind of cater to any kind of request that you send their way also i think at that point in time you know there wasn't as much competition as there is today Oh definitely. Yes. Yeah. There like, were um especially home bakers were not really um I mean I don't think I'd ever heard of any home baker at yeah. at that point in time. Yeah. So home bakers plus you know young yeah. uh, again the story I think as well appealed to people that we were actually doing this for a cause and not really you know to to kind of make profits out of it. Okay. Um so I think that also appeal to people as well plus um, yeah i think like i always say i think we got really lucky yeah, we were at the right yeah. place at the right time right time that's true that's true so you were born and brought up in the uae and then yes. you have your own brand over here and that was doing so well so how yeah. was how hard was it for you to just leave it all and move to canada move based to canada it was it is hard till date yeah. <laughs> i'm so not able to let go canada Uh, I've been here for almost three years now. Okay. Back and forth to to Dubai, uh, counting the back and forth to Dubai because my dad was not well. Okay. Um. So I've been here almost three years now. Um. But uh, yeah, I miss Dubai every single day. <laughs> There is nothing like home, and uh, even for the business, it's hard for me to actually, you know, uh, not be a part of it actively mm-hmm. or physically. Mm-hmm. Um. So I try and keep my little. portion of work uh, you know once the shop opens in dubai and then by the time it closes so say by the time it's 4 o'clock over there in dubai i kind of take over so okay. that my sister can get a breather okay. though i haven't been very good at that since uh, my son's school started recently because of the time clash yeah. uh, but yeah i still try and keep up uh, wherever whenever i can so how hard is it for you brands that you collaborating with all of them are primarily based in the uae and how yes. do you how do you manage it you know being in canada and then uh, like you have such great uh, collaborations um i'll be very honest when i started off um you know i worked super hard it and there was the thing is today in today's day and age what i get surprised is you know with the fact is that a lot of uh, bloggers start off you know mm-hmm. um with their work but they expect that they have not really done a lot of work and collaboration should come their way yeah uh, or rather paid collaboration should come their way or even even the barter collaborations you know uh but it doesn't in fact i still feel that in in spite of not doing a lot of work you know 
bloggers who are starting in today's day and age are doing very well yeah. because they actually do because now that brands understand what the influencer market is yeah. you know brands are willing to work with micro influencers but back when i started they were not uh, brands wanted like a huge following uh, someone who had 10000 followers or 5000 followers was not even considered uh, at all so we a lot of us who started at that time really had to work hard to you know kind of work our way up we worked um, and we paid out of our own pockets you know in today's day and age when when bloggers once you become a blogger people just expect uh, or rather they just expect that everything should be given yeah. uh, free of cost and it doesn't work like that for a for a very long time you have to pay uh, from your own pocket because that's where your genuine um how do i say reviews or opinions come out True. when you're paying out of your own pocket you know otherwise you're so, forced to say good things you're forced to sugarcoat every uh, negative thing yeah that because yes because you want collaborations and you know what there is mm-hmm. a way to kind of i would say sugar say nice things yeah. um for example i own a brand so yeah. i would never want to diss another brand whether i am paying for it or not Yeah, okay um i would never want to say anything bad about another brand because what appeals or may not appeal to me might not be the case for everyone so there was one thing i learned um, i don't know i was reading about it or learned it from somewhere i don't remember where but it was put across very well if you don't uh, like what uh, you know uh, something about a brand okay don't just say that the brand has made it badly has made this thing badly okay suppose it's a dish so you cannot say that this dish was bad the dish may not be bad it's you who may have not liked it yeah. so after that my perspective changed a, yeah my perspective changed a lot about how i want to portray my reviews mm-hmm. and so even in today's day and age anyone who will come to my page will see all positive things that i have to say about all my collaborations but if there's something that i don't like i will specify that it is me who has not liked this yeah. so for example if i don't like um let's say if i don't like okra for example yeah. okay um maybe the maybe there's a huge crowd of you know that brand that loves the okra bindi masala as we call yeah. it but maybe because i don't like okra i i don't like the bindi masala so i will specify that and in fact i have in a lot of my posts that because i don't like okra i did not prefer this dish yeah so it just gives your um, audience a sense of confidence that uh, you know it is her personal choice mm. and there's not that does not mean that the brand is bad yeah true so i think that is one of the things that we look forward to and you know we where we probably would have waned our you know trust in the influencers because in a lot of cases everything is the best is everything on your profile you know on your page is so flawless and read perfect and you know you, you and if and i was like in fact like i was telling you even if i were to go years ago like all of your posts have always been of the same quality yeah. i think you've maintained that across the page across these years Yeah, I've tried to maintain it. In fact, but I like I was having this discussion with someone else the other day. Sometimes I feel my quality of work, you know, I could do much better. Okay, but it's not up to the mark because of a situation. So I'll give you an example. I went to a restaurant that day to 
you know, because they've invited me, but unfortunately there was no dine-in. So I had to pick up the food and go out. But at one end, my son was crying. And at the other end, I was trying to take pictures and, you know, they had no space because there was no, no tables, no chairs. So the post that I put up was very mediocre. It was not something that I liked, but the brand wanted me to put up the post immediately because they were having a limited offer or something like that. Okay. Uh, but, you know, as, a, as an influencer, like the audience does not see this, but only mm. I know what I had to do to even yeah. make that post look a little bit appealing. Yeah. you know and it was not my best shot yeah. um but i think because i've already built that community yeah. um you know where people know uh that if we need a certain kind of recommendation we can go on to sneha's page yeah. so i think then even if your posts are a little up down i think now i'm not gonna say it does not matter it still matters a lot yeah. Yeah. but i think sometimes i could give it a pass yeah yeah <laughs> so that's what one of the things that you know i've seen on your pages like no matter how pretty or how you know uh, flawless your or the grid is you're always yeah. very honest now all the challenges you face in your life as well yeah you've been very open about you know the situation like the, uh, with your son and you all you call yourself a warrior mama as well yeah <laughs> so I yes mean, i you, am uh it's, it's i never thought i would be that yeah yeah um i think that's because you know um a lot of women like i said instagram was always the place uh to or the platform to portray everything perfectly exactly you know everything is so good in our lives and and unfortunately because of that a lot of people have had mental issues and you know and i'm gonna admit even i've been there it's not like i have not uh even i have been affected by the fact that oh this person's life looks so glam and looks so perfect mm -hmm. and you know, why can't we be like that? I've had fights with my husband that this couple looks so perfect. Why aren't we like that? So, um, and which is why my husband hates social media, by the way. Oh. <laughs> uh, he hates it. He, so he's he hates not, That's why the, he's not seen as much. Uh, yeah, he doesn't like it. The reason being also because he strongly believes that it portrays a life which is not true yeah uh and uh, my husband is very the mo the most honest person in this world mm. so um he he feels that way and you know um also why when my recommendations or anything comes across you know there is always going to be kind of what i liked about the product and not that what the whole world likes about the product yeah, yeah. Mm. so you so, so like yeah. you know since you're so vocal about uh, this your son's condition the hypotonia yeah. and you know to be very honest for uh, for me as a consumer like as uh, watching you that is the first time i came across that condition and i read up about it i won't right. have known otherwise because there isn't right. enough awareness on that uh, correct yeah so yeah. and so i would like to use this platform you know for you to ra raise some sort of awareness about it because you know when we google it you know they have the typical you know uh, de defined yes. definition so what yeah. is like you know in layman terms for us to understand this hypotonia condition and how how it has you know how you'd identified it so again it's a very broad term but i'm going to tell you what my son has and what yeah, yeah what you so the first thing that i learned once i found out about his condition was to stop reading google because oh. it really scares the hell out of you oh. and you know to kind of uh, do your basic research as to what it is but then again try and ask your valid questions to the experts rather than you know mm -hmm. reading everything off google because google just scares scares you to death 
So um, when I found out that Rayan had hypotonia, uh, his was basically that he has low muscle tone. Okay. So our muscle strength and our muscle tone are two separate things. Our muscle tone is basically where, you know, it helps with our posture. Okay. Um, whereas we could be very strong, but maybe our posture is not right, okay. for example. Um, so I found out that he had low muscle tone. If it was affecting, definitely his strength was also affected because of that. Uh, but there were times he was so strong and, you know, I could not understand what is happening. If he's this strong, then why is he unable to do basic things like walk or pull up to stand or, mm -hmm. you know, because there were, there were times he would pull out something from my hand, like so strongly. And I'm like, if he can do that, why can't he just pull up to stand? Yeah. Um, so a lot of intervention, I actually started realizing that there was probably something wrong with him because even by eight months, he was not able to sit up. Uh, by himself he had a huge slouch in his back uh, which was uh, kind of scary at that point in time because I have seen kids with slouches but mm. this was quite a lot mm -hmm. um, so by the time we got a diagnosis and everything things are a little bit slow in Canada again depending on you know their medical system and their backlogs and all so by the time we got a diagnosis it was it was it was almost like a year into me trying to intervene oh. um, and I did not even get the the funny part is I did not even get the diagnosis over here I actually got it from a doctor in Dubai where at you know one of my visits until oh. um, that time a lot of doctors had told me that he might be autistic or he might have this or he might have that which is okay I mean there's there are lots of kids with autism and you know um, in fact, I salute all those children and those mothers. Mm. So that was not, him having autism was not what was scaring me. Them giving me a diagnosis without actually checking him or without actually knowing his all his details or, you know, doing enough screenings or tests or whatever is what was scaring me. Yeah. So that's when, yeah, this is in Canada. So I'm not going to say that the medical system is bad here. I'm just yeah. going to say that because of the huge backlog and, you know, there's still a lot of um, people out here who are, uh, sorry, not people. What I meant is like medical facilities out here when you walk into a doctor, a wrong kind of diagnosis can be given to you, unfortunately, uh, without actually diagnosing in written. Or they can say something wrongly. Yeah. Um, so when I went to the doctor in Dubai and I told her that this is what was being told to me. And uh, she was like, oh my God, he does not look autistic at all. Okay. And from whatever little tests I've done. Uh, and uh, that's when I was like, okay, so now that autism is out of the picture, okay. what is the next? Like, what should I be, you know, what is his diagnosis yeah. exactly? Because you knew something so, was off. Yeah. Definitely. I knew that because of his slouch and everything, yeah. there was something which was not adding up and uh, he was not reaching his milestones. Okay. So um, I knew that there was something not adding up. And uh, yeah, then a lot of intervention, a lot of doctor visits, uh, pushing, pushing, pushing for answers, um, you know, and then eventually we came to the fact that when I came here, then I met a really kind doctor over here who actually told me about... Uh, Rayan having low muscle tone. Okay. And, uh, but he still, 
yeah but the the actual diagnosis was given to me in dubai and uh, the doctor over here told me that he might be having low muscle tone but again we can only confirm that as and when he grows a little bit older i think it he was quite young at that time so he said uh, once he grows a bit older then we will be able to tell for sure what mm-hmm. it exactly is so again um they're very scared over here as well that you know they might get sued if they give the wrong kind of diagnosis as well so i think that's why doctors are a little wary uh, over here the medical system once we got a diagnosis and once he started his therapies then you know the staff the medical staff here is amazing definitely uh the care that you get is amazing but again they have a lot of loopholes so i'm really hoping that changes with time so a couple of things that you were saying like you know you were taking it was taking quite a while for you to get the diagnosis but you know from where we are in the middle east you know everything is best in the west like in terms of medical and education Correct. we all look for we all look forward to going to the us or the or canada you know for a better treatment and you know like but as you say we wonder okay the grass is greener on the other side but yeah and you were saying you got the best diagnosis the first and the most accurate diagnosis in dubai well um again that see that does not uh, you know how do i how do i put this very uh, that may may or may not work for all cases okay <laughs> now my dad uh, before he passed away he had tumor okay he like 20 25 years ago they found out he had um Uh, a tumor close to his ear and uh, that time there were there were no proper uh, treatments available in uh, mm. dubai or even in india for that matter like it was very uh, maybe there were in india but again it was not a, a place where they would want to go because again it was probably not the best path of treatment for him mm-hmm. so he has had two surgeries in uh, the us and uh, uh no sorry one in us and one was in paris one was in los angeles and one was in paris so again i think it's also the perception of people right from back in the day that mm-hmm. these the western countries have you know the best kind of treatments available yeah and i think that is changing a lot now in fact a lot of people from the western countries reach out to me and tell me that why don't you go to india oh, okay. for you know Yeah. for your son's treatment yeah uh, which also makes me very proud that mm. uh, you know things are changing now people doctors in india are more recognized for treatments now mm. rather than anywhere else in the world mm. so um but i think for every person it's very different situation to situation yeah. um so um yeah so it, it can, it's not like the treatments here are bad yeah. it's just because of the medical system the way it's designed because of the backlogs and because of the waiting times you know people tend to get a bit frustrated over here yeah. like you were saying issue was to get diagnosed and from then on it was easy for you correct yeah. so going back to also what you said that you were able to identify it by the time uh, he was only 8 months and i think that thing that parents can do for the kids right because correct. in a lot of cases like i've seen in my family and friends a lot of parents are in a mode of denial initially no yeah. i think you know things will get fine let's give it time they don't want to believe you know they don't want to accept that or something could be wrong that's true yeah, yeah. so i and think and that happened yeah with my family as well uh, every time i would tell someone that you know i i think rian has something yeah and i was told that you know oh why are you thinking like that just think positive he's still a baby 
and you know he will develop with time so i'm sure for them maybe rather than denial it was just uh, trying to take my worries away i would okay. like to probably see it like that yeah um uh but if someone is in denial after a diagnosis has been given yeah. to you then obviously then i don't accept that because i have been given a diagnosis now yeah. and that has happened as well after i got a diagnosis you know i was told why am i visiting so many doctors am i looking for something to be wrong with my oh, son okay um so i think that's very harsh when you tell a mother something like that that you know are you looking for something to be wrong with your child mm-hmm. uh so even if a mom is probably looking for something what is wrong in her child she's just looking for answers to correct it okay. and not really and to correct it at us at an earlier stage yeah um and this is something which my son's um, one of the orthotists that i went to uh, to get his afos like to get the braces that he wears mm-hmm. now to get that fitting mm-hmm. and he actually told me he's like uh, you know uh rian is only just i think at that time he was only about 23 months or so and he's like it's commendable that he's already getting these uh braces because 90% of the parents don't even come to us till their child is 3 or 4 years old wow. you know because uh parents don't intervene early enough or they are again living in denial that everything is wrong with my child and he will develop on his own yeah. or you know the backlogs of the system here so yeah so i think it's uh yeah so i think you know people like you when you actually come out and share your story it makes it easy for a lot of parents to you know accept okay that this happens and it is yes you know we have to be able to accept it and you know diagnose it and work on it rather than just keep definitely the process so definitely commendable so have you had people you know reach out to you for support or anything lots oh my god i never thought uh that you know there are going to be so in fact i used to live in this bubble that this probably happens only in the western world yeah. uh and like you know like you said a lot of parents live in that denial yeah. uh so even i thought that probably these conditions are only in fact i was even told that kids get these conditions in these countries because of the water that they drink over here okay. so uh because we drink tap water over here yeah like yeah. Uh, so it's it's there in the lead and you know whatever whatever crap <laughs> so um i don't know maybe if it maybe it is maybe it is not but the whole of canada is drinking it so that way yeah. everyone should be having issues exactly yeah. uh but um, but rather than i think uh, putting our problems on external sources it's mm-hmm. it's better we find out what is actually wrong rather than just blaming everything or everyone around you um so yeah so that's what uh, uh i did and when i started putting it out in fact the amount of asian parents like indians bangladeshis pakistanis they reached out to me and i came to know about so many parents struggling with their kids struggling with hypotonia or their kids uh, struggling with cerebral palsy uh which um, again i was not uh, aware of that this happens so widely in you know desi in the desi culture yeah uh and i'm very very happy that uh, people have reached out you know people have not uh, held their um, how do i say embarrassment Exactly. they have not let their embarrassment get in the way because there's nothing to be embarrassed about i mean yeah, you've been gifted yeah. you in fact i believe that uh, 
if god has put you in the situation he has gifted you with uh, one of his um, strongest kids or strongest children yeah. you know for you to take care of them exactly so yeah so i'm very uh, happy that i have kind of uh, helped raise awareness about this and a lot of parents are reaching out to me to kind of find out what to what is to be done so and you know in spite of all this like you know with all with all that you're going through with the therapy school and everything and throughout it all you've been always consistently managed to be joyous portrayal like the whole life that you lead which is you know very uh, you know, it's very happy to see because we have our struggles but you know to overcome that and show us you yeah. know life is not you know we live on with it and it's nothing to correct yeah hold us back correct and um and i think that's i think i get that from my parents the reason being mm-hmm. because when uh, we were very young when my dad got diagnosed with uh, ms okay so uh, we've seen a major part of chunk of our lives him struggling with his illness and how you know my mom has taken care of an entire joint family while supporting his illness and while taking care of him and my dad kind of pushing through it all no matter what like i don't think till date uh, we i don't think we ever saw him as a sick person because um, of the way he kind of you know lived his life um and somewhere that's come uh, obviously that's trickled down into his daughters as well mm-hmm. and uh, which is the same kind of um, how do i say which is the same kind of thing i, I want to pass on to my son as well that uh, life is hard <laughs> so just push on with it so and it's nice to see rehan is already now hitting his milestone he's doing fine yeah and you know everything getting back in track yeah yeah everything is uh, we've still got a long way to go but yeah. everything is but you're headed in the right direction everything is definitely headed in the right direction in fact uh, i know covid's been very hard for a lot of people and uh, but uh, thankfully we have got this time as a family to work together so my husband's been home and my husband's been working like crazy with him you know his his walking and his everything his therapies so which kind of gives me a little bit of time then to you know cook his meals on time rather than making it late yeah. uh so yeah so it's been we've been blessed thankfully thankfully i mean like that's how we should look at life you know exactly so yeah, right. yeah. So now Definitely. you know thank you so much you know that's so heartening you know you were so open about it so now let's shift our gears to something very light we'll go to sure. our, I call it the quick takes basically the rapid fire segment okay so it's going to be just quick answers and quirky answers okay i'm okay. going to try <laughs> so you uh, you have a very interesting name on instagram like call yourself the happy sneha yeah so on a scale of 1 to 10 how happy are you i would at at this point in time or as general as a person <laughs> uh, as general as a person of course at uh, generally as a person i would say 8 8 yeah and what do you think one needs to be happy fame or money neither <laughs> <laughs> nor fame see money is good definitely money i is good. i don't think i i think life without money is actually painful yeah. let me be very honest uh, but uh, if 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 i had to choose between fame or money i would definitely choose money <laughs> okay but otherwise but otherwise i would say whatever i i've realized with age that you create your own peace and that's what makes you the happiest as simple as that perfect so what would you choose would you have a healthy gluten free dairy free cake or the regular loaded creamy cakes 
Oh God, regular loaded creamy cakes for sure. <laughs> Even though I'm trying to cut back on my gluten um, yeah. because of my thyroid and my PCOD. But when it comes to dessert, there is no compromise at all. <laughs> <laughs> so, but I, I forgot to actually ask you, like, you must have tried these cakes, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah of course. And how are they? Do they taste? Well, um, if, if I had to compare them to a regular cake, then obviously I would choose a regular cake any day because that's what I've been, it's like, telling me to so I'm a vegetarian yeah so okay. if you tell me to have a gluten-free cake so it's like telling me to have meat oh. instead of what I've <laughs> had all my life for example yeah um so I think but for those people who are uh you know into these kind of desserts they've been the response has been fabulous okay. uh which we were a bit again surprised with because that was not our speciality when we started off so yeah. we've had to work really hard to kind of you know put these recipes in place yeah to curate those recipes must be quite a tough one it is and hats off to my sister because she takes care of all of this I don't have the patience for it at all. <laughs> so if you could trade lives with someone for one day who would it be with and why oh wow if it if I could trade lives with someone for one day it would be with uh, a person who does not have to deal with any kind of fat on her body <laughs> or any kind of tiredness in her I think uh, you know in her body yeah dealing with um, the fat i think you know you relate to a lot of us <laughs> oh uh, my god and you know it a, a person who does not have thyroid let's put it that way who can oh. eat and drink everything without putting on the weight exactly <laughs> i think you know um, my sister and i were saying the other day why is it so easy to put on weight and so hard to shed that weight off it's so exactly. unfair right it is it is completely and especially when you're in a business like mine yeah. you know it's all <laughs> it's all the more uh, difficult because you want to eat and taste all your cakes all the time so <laughs> but i think uh, what i've learned over time is and what my nutritionist has helped me with is that don't stop eating anything yeah. you know there should be a healthy balance of everything you want to eat that cake go out and eat that cake no problem at all it's just that you have to balance the rest of your meals accordingly yeah. so um since i've kind of started working with her that's a very healthy way not only to um kind of consume things but it's also healthy for your mind yeah exactly. because then you don't compromise you don't hold it back and then one day you just correct it. right it's exactly a damn exactly <laughs> what are you most likely to stay up all night talking about honestly <laughs> instagram <laughs> okay so since since social media has come into my life i am a die hard fan of social media people can curse it people can you know say whatever they want about it but i think not only has it helped me as a person mm -hmm. it has helped me it has helped my business uh it has uh helped uh you know me build a community uh which is very important for me i am a very uh, i'm sometimes may not come across as that for people who are the closest to me but for me family matters a community matters a sense of belonging matters a lot uh so you know so being able to build that on social media is very um i'm very happy about that so i would speak if if there was someone like minded with me who would uh, speak to me about instagram then i would love to speak about that all night long <laughs> so like let me just digress a bit how do you find the competition between bloggers on instagram it's become very very vicious 
too much right now yeah uh and uh, it was ne- like i said it was never like that when we started yeah. off uh, everyone was supporting each other uh but now it's become more of like it's more of a give and take now you know and uh, un- that's unfortunate but i guess that's how it is but i would like to remind everyone that there is work for everyone um it's just uh, if you work hard for it if your content is good uh you know then there's work for for everyone out there so i always believe if we support and and encourage and empower each other then we will also in the process get empowered yeah so a product that you would absolutely refuse to endorse so i have been asked to endorse cannabis in canada because oh. it's legal here okay so i have refused to endorse that uh and by cannabis i do not mean um um taking it uh, you know like uh, how do i say mm-hmm. i i mean like the oils like okay. oils or skincare that has cannabis in it okay so uh, i have refused to endorse that and uh, because that is not something i i support um yeah i think that is the only kind of product i have refused to endorse because uh, that is not something otherwise see everything that i portray on my feed is stuff that i use in my daily life okay so if there's something you don't really see in there then something like a fair, fairness cream i'm sorry i would not endorse that because i don't really believe in uh you know changing the tone of i would i would rather change my skin for it to become more glowing and more soft and you know and mm-hmm. remove the dehydration that it has rather than changing the color of my skin yeah what is the first thing you notice in someone uh they are happy positive attitude I, i would not say positive but yeah just their happy outlook towards life and them finding rather than criticizing about things finding the best in in all sorts of situations what is the craziest thing you've done for your husband oh my god lots of things <laughs> it's been 10 years now uh but the craziest craziest thing i would say i have done is um so he had never really taken any international trips as a family uh once in fact in his entire life and when i had, because he had gone to the states very early to study his family had visited him there but it was again just uh, you know it was a very work uh, kind of trip and very serious kind of trip it was not really a fun family trip so i think once i got married and when i came to know about that i planned like a huge family trip okay. and uh, you know took all our families out so i think that was one of his most memorable experiences okay if there's one thing that you could change what would it be about myself yeah uh i think i'm getting a little too anxious as i as i aged uh so i would definitely like to i i never used to be like that as a person and my husband keeps telling me that you know why are you getting anxious like where is the free spirit at sneha that you used to just say let's you know kind of see take it as it comes but i think yeah anxiety is now kind of getting the better of me and i think it that happens once you have a child and especially once you have a child uh who has a lot of uh, 
struggles that he has to deal with. So I think it it makes you anxious as a parent. Describe yourself in three words. Happy, uh-huh. happy, 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 <laughs> <laughs> uh, happy go lucky, positive, and uh, the if if I have to describe myself in a negative uh, term. then it could be i don't know anxious i guess mm-hmm. i'm not sure if that's i i won't say that's negative yeah. but it's something which i probably need to change about myself okay so that's perfect thank you so much neha for your thank quick you. answers thank you know there's a lot uh, that our listeners can take away from today you know it's also it's so reassuring to know that you know your struggles are real and yet in spite of all the happy posts that you put out more often than not there is a heart tugging tough story behind it always yeah there is and uh, like i uh, i think i've done a series which um uh, which a lot of people had appreciated which i'm really thankful for is the fact that please don't uh, believe everything you see in these little squares uh, not only for uh, you, on my profile but on anyone's profile yeah. on instagram you know there is a lot that people uh, don't show and uh, which they're not willing to show because again the happy positive squares that you see is the happy positive self they want to be so the reason they don't show it is because they somewhere want to believe that their life is as happy as these squares portray so don't believe everything that you see and please don't let it affect your mental health at all yeah true thank you so much neha thank you so much thank for your you. time and you thank know you were able to lock in a time and do this yeah i know finally <laughs> thank you Thank you so much. Don't forget to drop in your comments and suggestions on this podcast. There are so many more stories out there just waiting to be told. So make sure you have subscribed to chat me up.